This is a HeadGum Podcast. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. We're playing Oh My God once again today on Good Christian Fun. I want to see cat I wanted to yuck everybody and I didn't. Hey. I'm just killing. Disgusting okay, bitch, watch this. Ah! I love Bazinga. Jesus Christ. Bazinga. Losers, in other words. Oh, you want to get in the bathtub? Bazinga. 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 On you. On you. (laughs) Welcome to Good Christian Fun. I'm Kevin. I'm Caroline. And we're here to blow the wind of God on you in podcast form on Good Christian Fun. That's right. And just for the record, I'm blowing it from the other end. All right. Yeah. That's what's beautiful about (laughs) God's wind is it it can come from so many places and sources. He is not confined to our reality. He can come out of our mouth holes and our buttholes. And that's the beauty of the gospel. Praise him. Yes and amen. That was a clip of Kenneth Copeland. I'm sure you're familiar with him at this point, at least on like a meme level. Right, Caroline? Me? Oh, Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, Nate showed me that the other day, I think. Yes, as a, as a refresher, he is an 83-year-old uh, televangelist, uh, Oral Roberts University core. He looks like the Joker now and is like kind of the furthest possible example of something that they would like ape or parody on the Righteous Gemstones. Just a complete snake oil salesman. And he blew on coronavirus, and that was a couple weeks ago, and now we're saved, and the virus is gone, and we've just been living in prosperity ever since. California's reopening? Is that a coincidence? I don't know. I think not. (laughs) (laughs) I think he blew the wind of God on Gavin Newsom recently. (laughs) But Good Christian Fun is a podcast where we talk about Christian pop culture and music, movies, and entertainment made for and made by Christians because there's not enough discussion about the Christian faith in this culture. There's not enough for us. Where's my representation? We talk about, ooh, it's so important to see people represented. Where's me? Where do I where can I watch a movie or television show and see someone like me? A kind of like mediocre white guy doing his best who thinks he's pretty interesting and maybe he is, maybe he isn't. You think you're interesting? Mm, yeah, I, I. You know what? Let's introduce our guest, who you is kind of interesting. Are. Oh, friends and folks, he has become a fan favorite on the show. I would assume he's an adventures and Aussie scholar, a performer, a writer. Ladies and gentlemen, give it the hell up! Everybody, give it the hell up for Kale Hill. Hey guys! Oh my hi. gosh! 
Yeah, if if I I reverted to ladies and gentlemen, and I will say now, it's because I have coronavirus. That's the only reason I did that. <laughs> I promise. That's okay. You're, You're so brave to keep working going. through it. Thank you, Kevin. You're welcome, and thank you, Kale, for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me, and thank you for referring to me as my preferred uh, title, scholar. Oh, we can't hear you at all. Oh, no, is that there true? It is. Now we can. Are you holding your phone? You might have been uh, holding it I over must your have microphone. Put, I must have put my finger over the microphone. Oh. <laughs> Buttery fingies. <laughs> yeah. I tell you, the, the coronavirus is introducing un, unknown uh, peril around every turn, and uh, recording it seems to be one of the biggest ones. No, that's one of the things. Yeah, and that's why... That's why coronavirus is of Satan, because I think Satan specifically wanted to target podcasters in, I in think this so. situation and scenario. Thank you. Yeah. And first responders. If yeah. You will, well, if I you do think it's I think it's important to say that Kevin and Caroline are amongst the, the, the great heroes of the moment, because before we started, everyone should know we did spend 20 minutes messing around with my horrible tech setup i bought a cute little microphone so i could talk to you guys and it it didn't work but they were so patient and so gracious and um i feel like coronavirus has turned me into a real like i'm i don't know the right word for it but i every small thing i'm like thank you thank you so much (laughs) yeah so like just gratitude. I love you. I appreciate you. Life is short. Yes. Thank you, M and M's, Peanut M and M's, for bringing this to me. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you, that Peanut. Beard out. Is it in that Thank order you for you, Caroline? It goes Peanut M and M's, then me, then whoever else. It's pretty high. I didn't even mention my family, yeah. my husband, That's my cat. Two. That's I mean, true. If I make the top three, what am I complaining about? <laughs> oh man, and and uh, you know, I, I will say coronavirus tests are free for all residents of los angeles california and los angeles county and i got one yesterday and we'll see listener oh you went already yeah yeah went to pomona had a had a real quick nice time took less than 10 minutes in and out and everyone was very nice and and very gentle with me there that's cool yeah. yeah i'm going this week and then you don't have to go through the nose anymore not through the nose, yeah. I feel like through the nose, it felt like, uh, you know, Christian sexual ethics. It's like a loophole. Can we just do the real stuff? <laughs> like, why do we have to settle for this one instead of the one that we wanted to? How, how do they do it? What is that? It's a like? cheek swab. You, it's 10 seconds left, right, and in, in roof of mouth. And then you put it in a little vial, put it in a bag, and then put the bag in a, in a bigger bag, and then that's the whole thing. Can it. we do a, a COVID reveal party for you? Oh, I would love to. Second service, guys. <laughs> find out if I have... Can you have two balloons? <laughs> one, one empty and one full of fluid. <laughs> I was going to say one white, one black, but I like your way better. One full of fluid. That's so disgusting. <laughs> mm-hmm. Nondescript. Oh, gracious. <laughs> are you holding up okay during the quarantine, Kale? How, how are you feeling? We're about 50 days into it. Is that how many? Wow, that's <laughs> that's a lot. It's a lot of ups and downs. It is simultaneously um, fine. I'm healthy. Everyone in my family is healthy. Life is very simple right now. Um, my day-to-day is full of the kind of like simple joys, going on a nice walk. I have not jumped on the bread train yet. 
um, but things like that. And then conversely, there is like a deep existential fear simmering underneath the surface of everything and every small interaction that I do have with someone. To I think for me, it's like similar to the anxiety of flying. If you'll go with me on this for a second, mm-hmm. it's like when I travel, I like wake up at five in the morning, I'm disoriented, I'm drinking at the airport at 9am. I don't really have to do anything. So in that way, it's positive. But also, I am afraid (laughs) that the plane will fall out of the sky at any given moment. And that's what it feels like. Yeah, it's like being on a 50 day flight with no breaks and no layovers. That's a very good analogy. Yeah, like just being sort of in a contained space, keeping yourself busy doing stuff you don't normally do. And yes, also doing a lot of like scared. watching like watching a lot of movies that I maybe normally wouldn't choose to watch. I watched <laughs> um I watched the Florence Pugh vehicle fighting with my family last week and uh was very moved by it. Oh, is it fun? It's pretty fun. Yeah, like, you know, obviously she's ve- she's very talented. Um so she carries it and there's some like fun jokes and it's formulaic in a very good way that's what we want right now no and this is such an apt metaphor the the plane metaphor because also with lockdown stuff it is like okay we're up from lockdown on may 1st okay it's gonna be another 15 and that's so analogous to like pilots (laughs) keeping you on the tarmac like uh it's gonna be another 20 to 25 minutes Mm -hmm. until we can take off so so yeah there's there's much metaphor to be privileged are in first class the privileged are in first class (laughs) and a bunch of white people are clapping at the end of the day every time (laughs) oh we have a birthday on board let's all clap for the birthday boy (laughs) good landing And then some. Do you guys participate in your neighborhood clapping? We don't have one in my neighborhood. Do you have one? Do you hear pots banging and stuff? Um, not in my neighborhood, but I am splitting. I'm so I'm splitting time between my apartment in um, east, the east side of Hollywood, and then downtown where my boyfriend lives. And downtown they do clap. Hmm. Oh, that's great. I think that's fun. Or also, I heard it gets annoying, like after the third or fourth day. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I haven't been around it enough yet to be annoyed by it, but I I make it clap uh, solo in my apartment, but <laughs> oh my God. no one yet in my uh, neighborhood has joined me because I like to do it in a secret, <laughs> quiet. That's what the health heroes want. Shameful. <laughs> That's right. Can you imagine if instead of like all the, for the frontline workers coming out of the hospitals, instead of everyone being like, "Yay," it's just like a <laughs> line like- full of people just like. Absolutely grinding it up. <laughs> and that's what the nurses and doctors need too. They want mm-hmm. to see that as well. Yeah. We have to keep living. Do you think it's, pro- is it possible for us to thrive in any way during this time? Is there any area of life where it's like, this can actually excel. This can actually be better than it was before. All right. Well, <laughs> I was waiting for Kale. Yeah, I'll let the silence. I, you know, I just can't think of a, I feel like everything that I was thinking of would be like in some way fake because I do feel as though it's given me the space to have some perspective and I have managed to be kind of creative um, and like work on creative projects. But to say that 
me finishing a pilot is like preferable to the cost of these circumstances is that's a reach but i will say my pilot's pretty good so maybe it'll all be worth it in the end. it might be something i know it's like it's like those age-old morality that. questions of like is this piece of great art worth the sins that the person who made it committed uh you know and it's like yeah. how how many great works of art will the pandemic be worth cuz it's going to have to be a lot if it is <laughs> yeah <laughs> it would have to be like a million masterpieces it would have to be a million uh greatest adventures by stephen curtis chapman or something like that not just one something or two something like that yeah yeah so something akin something akin to that yeah it's huh. very much it's the modern day trolley problem it's if you could pull the lever to have the train run over upwards of hundreds of thousands of people but your pilot gets finished would you and i, and I think except the the cost now the, the trolley pro- i know Ooh, what a nail biter of a morality oh, question no. that's what i love about these it's like i don't know which one to choose and the reality yeah, is and like all those people you know they're gonna die but then maybe you get like the next good place mm. out of that and how many more people is that gonna save the good place mm-hmm. specifically. Are you, are you saying the good place because they literally do the trolley problem on the good place? Probably that's what made me think about it. <laughs> um, Kale, have you started any good habits in your quarantine? Or bad um, habits? I'd also like to hear about those. I don't know if I've started anything new, but I it's been a good chance to like practice some of the good things that I had started doing. Like... Mm exercising and eating healthfully and setting time aside for creative projects it has afforded me the opportunity to keep working on those habits without any distractions which is really good the ways in which i've lost my mind i think are pretty like relatively safe i like i maybe will have a white claw at at two o'clock in the afternoon (gasps) what Hey, alcoholic Which alert. Pretty, pretty severe. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and it's a white claw. It's not like a whiskey. <laughs> One, well, you got to watch those carbs, Kev. You got to watch your carb intake yeah, throughout all of it. No, you're right. No, I'm, I'm in the wrong here. And it's fun to, I, I think white claws are fun because you get to have opinions. Um, but you get to create these like small moments of joy where you walk up to the fridge and you're like, am I going to have a lemon or am I going to have a mango? And then you have a kind of like a uh, small uh, Great British Baking Show moment in your head where you're like, well, lemon is <laughs> bright and fun, but mango is a mature flavor. White Claw affords you the illusion of choice in which literally none of us have any choice at all in what's happening. <laughs> and you get, to, yeah, exactly. you get to have an opinion on it. You get to form a new part of your personality which is that I'm a mango white claw gal. <laughs> is that are, are you mango? You know, I don't know. I haven't had enough white claw to decide, but I I feel like Okay, mango well be, be careful with that kind of joke around me because I do take it very seriously. Okay, so. I'm sorry. I <laughs> love the phrase be careful of that kind of joke around me. 
<laughs> That's terrific. Caroline, I'll, I'll drop off a case of White Claw next time I have a physical reason to exchange something with you. Ooh, I'd love that. Oh, I, I mean, they keep putting it like front and center at the grocery store every time I walk in there. And I'm they like, know. They know. I know what you're doing. Yes, yeah. of course they do. do. Does, does everybody like White Claw because it doesn't taste like much and you can still get drunk off I it? I don't think everyone does like White Claw. I, I think I think a lot of people I mean, like just like a lot of people like it. a lot of people. I mean, for the same reason you like LaCroix. LaCroix. Am I saying it wrong? LaCroix is isn't it canned in Minnesota? So technically it'd yeah. be like, look, look, what would that be? LaCroix. You got it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Twin Cities roasted. <laughs> Especially now. We need to roast them now more than ever, maybe. <laughs> In these uncertain times, I get that. I feel like I feel like uh, something that's been a theme of conversations I've had recently with some friends, and this does tie into Christian stuff and and deprogramming some of it. The idea of control and controlling your life has been coming up over and over again in conversations because. This is a moment in which like, and I think we talked about before, Caroline, just like there's this idea of obedience to like the greater good that we're all having to practice. There's obedience to like the society around us and to our neighbors and to the neighbors we don't see or may never meet. And also there's this idea of I'm no longer in control of my life. And, and and that used to be a thing that was always comforted or softened by the idea of like, but isn't it amazing that God is in control? And like the things we can't anticipate, he's got this actually. So I feel like a lot of people are having to die to their sense of control. But I'm str- I personally am struggling to do it in a way that feels good or healthy that doesn't just feel like well i guess nothing means anything if i'm not in control you know kevin when you say that yeah that like it feels less in control do you mean like you are unable to really help very much or like shift the course or like i don't have her control over my days or my life or like Oh, I mean more the latter in the sense of like, yeah, I feel powerless to help in meaningful ways, but also just the idea before that I could design my day-to-day life and I could choose my location, my activity, my pursuit every hour, which is still true Mm -hmm. in just like a very much, in a much, much, much smaller context. Mm -hmm. But it used to be more true just across the board. So I think dying to that, yeah, it's more that latter thing that you were describing. I, th- I, I guess I uh, I hadn't really thought about that, at least for, for like what I'm dealing with or thinking about. It's, uh, I don't know, the, the feeling of like, oh, I'm being um, con- like overly contained never quite occurred to me. It was just like, I mean, this life is different or something, but... Um, all things considered, I guess I feel like I still have a remarkable amount of control over my life or like what I get to do with my day. Mm-hmm. It's just like my little pathways are different. Yeah. Um, where would God normally fit in on that kind of feeling for you? Uh, well, because I'm not in control, but then I don't really have a sense that anyone is in control and everyone feels stupid. <laughs> like uh-huh. It just feels like the further you go up the chain, it gets like... Truly, it gets dumber and dumber because it's like even in L.A. and I don't like love him, but the mayor's like doing okay, and I like the way he's communicating. The governor's mm-hmm. been shady, but some of the stuff he's communicating, and then you keep going more and more up, 
and it just feels like this doesn't end with like, but thankfully dad's got it, you know, like, like it could in, in more of a mm-hmm. theological context. Yeah. I feel like what resonates for me in that is like the fear of uncertainty. Right. And when I, I was initially like deconstructing from an evangelical background, one of the hardest things to give up was this idea that there was a certainty to the big picture questions in life and letting go of that and stepping into a space where there's no control, there's no one to answer to. And like, to your point, Kevin, the other, the, the options as, as much as like when I was stepping away from the version of Christianity that I had grown up with, as much as I wanted to leave that behind, I didn't really love the other options that were available to me either. It's like, well, I suck and you suck and no one, (laughs) like no one's got this. Um, it is, that's such a, I don't know. I wonder, Caroline, what do you think makes you feel more at ease with that? Do you think it's a sense of perspective about the scale of your life or I don't know, like what, yeah. What do you think helps you with that? Yeah. Cause it, it, it definitely, um, it feels like really disarming when you stop thinking that like, God is intervening or like planning this out or that like bad things are part of it. And I guess the the guiding principle that I had started to think about was the same before this as it is now, which is like collectively we can make better decisions and that like the the best thing we can do and like the my guiding principles is like let's just try to save and improve lives as much as possible. There's a lot of terrible things that are happening to people that I actually just uh, have to like take myself out of a lot. But I, I guess beyond that, I also see a lot of people like banding together or like holding our leaders accountable or disputing their lies or like having public ways or in a lot of people that are actually are sharing right information. I guess I, I maybe I'm like somehow a little bit at this point in the quarantine, like a little bit more of an optimist and seeing a little bit more of like how people are working together better. And, and like, to me, that's, that already lined up with like my beliefs, I guess that it wasn't like such a a shocker, like a, a, um, yeah, rude awakening. I know it's interesting to see this too, as like kind of a Rorschach test for people's different belief systems, like how it does shake some and, you know, like the more reformed or conservative people in the world, as far as theology stuff, seeing this and seeing like, isn't it crazy how the purposes of God are so outside of our understanding and that he would let or allow or bring about this stuff. And then for some people, it's like, this absolutely sucks. And I don't, I don't feel a relational connection to a God of my former framework anymore because it's stuff like this. And even though I had an intellectual knowledge of it, having a firsthand knowledge of it, and when it happens to me and people I know and cities I live in, then it feels entirely different. But yeah, if 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 you are more like Caroline and it is something where it's like and probably where I was before too, pre and and kind of getting on board with that idea of not an interventionist God, then this is kind of like, see, it's chaotic. Like it is like and, and not like I told you, but just in the sense of 
there would be less of a cognitive dissonance uh, with that goodness or the idea of, of, of someone not being in the driver's seat or having the steering wheel, you know? Well, I was going to say, but then, you know, just a reminder that you can introduce small obsessive versions of control into your life, like choosing a white claw or bleaching your hair, which is another insane coronavirus decision that I buddy, it looks good. Look, I love it, and I I have been just waiting for a reason to bring it up. Yeah. (laughs) I I can't... I didn't want to be cliche and bring it up right away, so I'm glad you did. I can't see the people that I love, but I can grow out a a patchy-ass beard, and and isn't that good enough? Isn't that a pacifier That's so fun. I wonder, like, if uh, hair becomes more of our outfit now that, like, our outfits don't matter at all. It's like, well, I can put some effort into my hair because oh, I've yeah. also done some hair experiments as well. Although, I'll what call have you the, done? I'll call this out. Kale, you are wearing a collared shirt right now, as am I. And it's important to me that I do wear a collared shirt every day. Well, it's very, I had to be, I had to look professional for our meeting. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin, do you like ever wear t-shirts? No, otherwise? I, I'll wear t-shirts on runs and maybe to okay. bed, but not, um... Not in a life context. (laughs) And I don't mean to be a snob because I think some people look really good in t-shirts. And I think, I think if I could pull off just like a white t-shirt and like maybe a jean jacket or something, like maybe that would be fine. But no, it's not something I gravitate towards because I feel like I just, Mm. I just had too much t-shirt time uh, in my twenties and (laughs) I need to come out of it. (laughs) And tank tops. T-shirts and Caroline, what kind of hair experiments have you been doing because my theory is at the end of this we'll have entered into like fully the hunger games like people are gonna <laughs> yeah. be looking looking to go nuts with uh. the like personal looks <laughs> yeah i'm very eager to see what people like yeah if it will be full peacock mode or if people will be like wow when i realized that my clothes meant too much about my personality and my uh uh vision of myself then maybe I had to strip that away and I can just be me um but uh as far as hair experiments I did a lot of curling techniques I've been like sleeping in foam rollers which is not that bad um but then we wake up it's like full hyper curl and that's fun and that makes me that's like my collared shirt for the day of like okay she tried. She's here. She's a professional. Yes. <laughs> she tried and she she's is here. Some. And uh, I also bought this like hair lightening gel that you put on wet hair and it activates in the sun or with a blow dryer. And uh, a lot of people may be thinking of sun in, which like notoriously turns your hair yellow or like orange, like a really bad orange color. Ooh. This one's a little more subtle and I've done it before mm. and it worked out okay. And I'm bringing it back. Folks, I don't know the next time I'm going to get a haircut. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, you have options. Uh, I don't know if I do. <laughs> I mean, I could shave is what you mean. Yes, I could like do the full Self-cut. race. Self-cut. You can ask a friend. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's looking pretty good right now. It looks like, honestly, I would say maybe give the jean jacket and the white tee a chance. I think we're headed to full Brando territory for Ooh. Kevin. Ooh, a new <laughs> Kevin brand. That would be interesting. Yeah, like a rugged uh, sort of like workman's Kevin. 
<laughs> like, like he spent yeah. some Palace time in, tan, steel toe boots. Yeah, a, a vibe same that pair says, of jeans. He rides through the desert on his hog, but also he spends a significant amount of time on uh, Reddit as well. Yeah. <laughs> Or um or don't get a haircut and just start slicking your hair back. Mm, God, no, 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 no. That's where I draw the line. I'm so sorry, friend. I'd like to see it. <laughs> We'd love to see it. But Kale, I mean, to wrap up this conversation, do you feel like we were talking about worldviews and viewpoints and how they've either been shifted or confirmed by events like this? Has anything changed for you? Has anything shifted significantly? What's this done to faith stuff for you? Yeah, that's such an interesting question. I would say one thing that's kind of cool is a lot of the work that I have done in therapy over the last couple of years in terms of building out like stronger techniques to deal with my emotions and my anxiety. I'm really getting to see that work pay off and like not to, you know, pat myself on the back. But if this situation had happened a year or a year and a half ago, I probably would be handling it much worse than I am now. And so it's very cool and confirmation to see like, oh, these small changes that you make in your day in terms of like, for me, it meant like exercise and mindfulness practices. If you build a habit out of those, then they do come to serve you really well, which is cool. But there's still, of course, like, yes, things about it are very hard and it's it does bring up and trigger a lot of bigger existential things one thing that's really interesting is i think i've probably i've talked to you guys a few times when i first talked to you i was like at the beginning of a deconstruction path the last time we spoke i was probably in a more angry like anti-religion stance with how i held myself and now i'm at a much easier peaceful place with it and something that's very funny to me personally is I've started dating someone who is a Christian and because I've been quarantining with him it's like oh I go now I guess I go to church on Sunday mornings because I like will stream with him and that is uh like not that's that's new that's like that's going back to a church is new for me even if it is just something that I'm doing with a loved one. Oh, that's so interesting too, to like, cause I feel like I've not heard that story before of like someone being quarantined with someone romantically and then them taking them to church. You think the one benefit of this time is like, oh, I know, yeah. To church. <laughs> but not the case. Thank you. Zoom it's quite church. the opposite. Church showed up at the doorstep. Yes, exactly. It found you where you were at. It met you in the middle. But it's nuts, and you guys know this because you probably you've had a much richer like faith life in Los Angeles than I have. But I didn't know like at the church that he streams, people do like character bits, and I'm like, is this what church in LA is like? It's like a <laughs> it's like an open mic. This appears to be a new development is from my perspective as well. Listen, okay. Hollywood's wild and out. People need every avenue possible to perform. And when you take the audience away from the live performer, the live performer takes away your comfort of not having to deal with them anymore and comes to you. <laughs> Truly. Don't you I can't believe characters though? That's so wow. <laughs> 
Bless him. Oh, boy. Well, thanks for sharing all that, Kale. Yeah, you know, thank you. And I'm glad you're holding up okay. Yeah, and, and that it feels like, it sounds like you're in an okay place. No one's thriving right now, but you seem to be somewhat healthy and, and to have a loved one at least during the time. So I'm glad to hear that. Same. Same for you guys. I'm glad. Yeah. We're all doing the best we can. And uh, uh, you love to see it. You love to see people trying and succeeding, <laughs> even if it's hard. Yeah, you love to see it. <laughs> COVID-19. You love to you see it. You love to see it. Okay, <laughs> let's take a break. And we'll be right back with more <laughs> Good Christian Fun. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Welcome back to Good Christian Fun. It's time for another game of oh my god God. all right it's a game we played just two weeks ago but was so popular and the the listeners have just been craving it again so much that we felt like we had to just do it again to satisfy you all Mm -hmm. um and it's (laughs) And that's you make your listeners sound so horny. <laughs> uh, n- not not true. Uh, <laughs> although that that might be a separate issue. But for anyone who might be listening for the first time, oh my god, is a game in which we're gonna we chose three songs. And in this one, each of us chose one of the songs. So I chose a song, Caroline chose a song, and Kale chose a song as well. And we're gonna listen to the song and deconstruct them on the air and their lyrics, and investigate whether or not God's grace has overcome even the most sinful of songwriters, and if the songs are, despite fleshly intentions, actually secretly about God. And then we'll give it an, oh my God, which is to say, it's not about God, it's taking the Lord's name in vain, and it's part of the fallen world. Or we'll give it an, oh my God, confirming that Christ is working in these broken vessels, and the song is actually about our one true Lord, the Lord over COVID-19, our Lord Jesus Christ. So I think it'd be fun if we started with Kale's song for this one. So Kale, what song did you bring for us to play? Um, so I chose the song uh, Careful by Paramore. Um, and the reason I was intrigued by this song is because of the role that it plays in the narrative of Paramore's breakup. Ooh. There was... Paramore is a band with a lot of lineup changes. People have come and gone. And the this breakup in particular was because I want to say the drummer and the bassist, I you know, I'm going to get the facts wrong here probably. Um, but they left the band because the they felt as though the band had 
stepped away from its original Christian vision of songwriting. Oh. Um, and, and this song in particular was a contentious song. And I also think is just, I, that, I love this game because growing up, Christian, you're always playing this game to try to like convince yourself that what you're listening to is okay to listen to. You're you're like, actually, hit me baby one more time is about like <laughs> asking God to um, give you like challenges that you can overcome. That's right. It, bring on more yeah. suffering, God. I can take it. <laughs> <laughs> I can take it. Hit your worst. Me, me one more time. Okay, let's listen to a to, yeah. Let's listen to a clip of "Careful" by Paramore. careful by paramore i've texted you guys the lyrics in our zoom chat if you want to look at those or if you can but yes it is uh i settled down a twisted up frown disguised as a smile well you would have never known like very emo core right is this technically an emo band paramore okay yeah this is like and this is them in like peak i want to say like warped tour Yes, 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 yes. Thank you, Vans. I had it all, but not what I wanted because hope for me was a place uncharted and overgrown. You'd make your way in. I'd resist you just like this. I mean, listen, Uh, who amongst us? You can't tell me to feel the truth. Never set me free, so I did it myself. Now, this is interesting because this feels like this is the controversial line as I understand it, right? Because, of course, this is referring to the truth will set you free, what Jesus said. And this is her saying, it didn't set me free, so I did it myself. This is me kind of choosing my own religion. And this was kind of the uh, fulcrum uh, lyric for the guys that they were like, wait, we're not Christian anymore. (laughs) I I mean, on uh, first glance, definitely from a surface perspective, it does feel like she just took a Bible verse and then wrote the opposite. (laughs) <laughs> the truth didn't set me free so god jesus did not weep he smiled in the beginning uh there was actually no words god actually hated the world he thought it was dumb. uh so there's like a it, there's an interview that they uh did 
in which Haley addressed a specific line. And she said, the one line goes, the truth never set me free, so I'll do it myself. We're in a situation where we're still young and it's hard being the ones who are going out and doing something a little different to other people our age. Some friends are going to college and some are at home who are like, I don't know what I'm doing. It's a case of where people expect things to fall into their lap. You have to take risks to find out what you want. So she's actually maintaining that it is not about like, I'm, I'm, I'm absolving myself of the Christian faith. That is about like lifestyle choices, about being in a band instead of going to college uh which i guess maybe i don't know how did it strike you guys that's not that's not how it struck me viscerally where i'm like oh this is actually about not going to upin or something well i have to say first of all props to kevin for bringing the acting chops to that quote read Mm -hmm. because it really did feel like Haley. thank you was in the room with us Mm -hmm. so i appreciate that (laughs) um but I feel like this is the mental gymnastics that I was talking about of like convincing yourself because I do, I could see, you know, the, she's talking about like overthrowing things and other people telling her what to do. And it's just a question of who is she talking to? Who is she talking about? And is it the world? Is it like religion? Or is it, I guess, an option I hadn't considered? Is it her college career counselor who's telling her to apply to UPenn <laughs> because they have a really good nursing program? Because so. she's still Christian. Haley says she's still Christian, I believe. So she didn't leave the faith, I guess. I don't know. But, I don't know, yeah. But that was the case. I always forget that she was a, uh, that this was like a Christian band because the only connection I had to Paramore for a long time was that my Christian high school, like the girl with kind of like scene hair loved Ooh. Paramore and would talk about it all the time. And she was really fun and cool. And I, I tried to listen to it because it's like, she's cool. And then it was like, this time, gotta say, not for me. But I have <laughs> always blast, like- this, the, blast, the speakers <laughs> blasted you back against the wall <laughs> of your room. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> but it's cool. Like I, I still like it, but I, I'd forgotten- that they were Christian, I always assumed because this cool, like, edgy girl liked them that they were, like, not a Christian band. But that's probably why she listened to them is because, like, her her parents also allowed her to. Which, so, by yeah. the way, is every Christian's dream as well. Is, <laughs> like, to have Caroline's perception of, like, I thought they were so cool they couldn't be Christian because cool people <laughs> like that. That's what Newsboys wanted. That's what DC Talk wanted. That's what Paramore actually had. I know, they they feel like they're, they're not, they're different musically and genre-wise, but it feels kind of similar to like Evanescent stuff in that sense, especially because they're like, mm-hmm. we're Christians in a band, we're not a Christian band, blah, 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 that whole dance. Mm-hmm. So now, you know, wow. considering the lyrics and considering all the context, now's the time in which we give it an oh my God or an oh my God. So Kale, you brought it. So let's start with you. Is this a Christian song or not? I'm going to say the path of the righteous man is uh, beset on all sides. And so... <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna go with oh my god. Ooh. Did I do that right? That's very that's that actually that's actually very hard to do correctly. <laughs> <laughs> well it's just a pause between oh oh and my, I think. <laughs> okay. In in that case I think I nailed it. Thank yeah, you for the You note. crush it. You crush it, bro. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Wait, so secular? <laughs> No, he's saying, oh, my God. That's the Christian. My God. Okay. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Caroline, what do you think it is? I don't know. It's hard. I I feel like I needed more of an interpreter for it because it it feels like she's, yeah, like she's having an argument and I can't hear what the other person is saying to her really. So I'm sort of unsure of like what 
what it is, but I, I think from what you all have just talked about and explained, she's like kind of trying to talk about being like a little bit more of a cool, connected, worldly Christian. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I like the line that says, uh, open your eyes like I open mine. It's only the real world and a life you n- will never know. Dad. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Uh, you know, it's like, it's uh, maybe pushing you to be a little bit more of a, you know, of the people kind of Christian to embed yourselves in in the lives of others and yeah. to get a little, get a little, grow a little beard, get a little dirt on your hands, you know, uh, <laughs> take off that <laughs> collared shirt and try on a tank top and and see what's going on out in the world. And you so, put yeah. on a white t-shirt and a, a, a denim jacket and grow out that hair and slick it back. Kevin, I'm listening. Oh, oh I, yeah. No, I promise the listener I will never slick my hair back. I promise. <laughs> I will never do that. Um, yeah, so oh my God. Okay, listen. I think I have to give in an oh my God as well. Because I think following her intention and then trying to contextualize it with everything she's saying, and maybe she was being obtuse in the interviews and maybe not, but like, I think this does strike me as one of those more like honest Christian songs where like it did become a little more chic or in vogue, especially for like Christian hip hop artists to be like, this sucks and this is weird, you know, and have like a different kind of perspective than like everything's great, do, 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 do. And so I think she was reaching for something a little bit uh, more interesting and more nuanced as a reflection of her own face. So I give it, I think I think it's an honest song. I think it's a song, much like Caroline, it is not for me. Uh, I'm saying <laughs> it's not for me in the same way it wasn't for me like Caroline. Not saying Caroline's not for me. Because <laughs> if that were the, the way that Caroline's not for me is <laughs> equal to the song. <laughs> and speaking of Caroline, Caroline, you've brought us a song for this round. What is the song you've brought us? Yes, so the song I brought you is Rainbow by Casey Musgraves Ooh, the from great the Golden Hour okay. album. I don't know, like I've listened to this album so often, but I don't know if this is like a song people know in general. Yeah, uh, well let's take a listen to a little clip of Rainbow from Casey Musgraves. closes the album on on golden hour so it's a nice little lullaby to take us out so caroline why is this or is this not a christian song in your estimation this is a song written from the perspective of god to the original captain 
Noah. <laughs> the original captain. Not Crunch, not Morgan. The original cruise ship. <laughs> Noah's Ark. Uh, Number one captain. <laughs> come along with me on a journey, if you'll remember. Um, Noah was tasked with the job of creating a large boat to save all the animals and mm-hmm. whatever good people were left weren't very many uh before the flood came and wiped out the world and how genocide is just fine if god does it and so (laughs) noah did that and uh once the flood waters abated and finally they they struck uh dry land once more uh if my memory is serving me correctly (laughs) noah went on kind of an alcoholic tear and uh like lived in a cave for a while and was like real bent out of shape his family and uh, presumably God had to really get him out of that funk and remind him that the rainbow is the promise that God will uh, never kill us all again. Mm. Right? <laughs> yeah. A promise he didn't break until this year. <laughs> <laughs> He's never broken it once. <laughs> <laughs> wow. This is compelling. And especially because of the intrinsic not even a leap but just kind of the intrinsic theological nature of like a rainbow as a sign of hope and a promise of sorts and then that functioning as the central metaphor of the song there's always been a rainbow hanging over your head like don't you know i've always loved you i've always been with you and i will be Mm -hmm. for for all your days that's kind of it's kind of a similar thing so i fully see that this is a great submission for this game Thank you. When you've been in a struggle for a long time, like living with a pair of donkeys and never shut up, then you start to think that that's all that life is, you know, and you, your mm-hmm. imagination gets smaller and smaller and then you get in kind of a little bit of a funk and you need to be reminded that God uh, does rainbows. God does <laughs> rainbows. <laughs> Kale, how's the strong side uh, striking you as far as like possibly the Christian content of it or not? So one thing I think that we're neglecting to talk about is the fact that rainbows are gay. And in um, rainbows are gay. What's that? And so in a modern context, I could see Caroline's argument making sense in the past. But in a modern context, I wonder if Casey had to know... Casey, my girl Casey, I'm talking like I know her. Casey, Casey, Casey had to know that there's also a lot of symbolism around like queer liberation associated with rainbows. And that's not to say that queer liberation can't be Christian liberation, but that typically in our culture, it's not. So that's just, I don't know. I wonder, I wonder what her... But one thing that I think is so cool about Casey Musgraves, and in this house we do stand, Casey, um, is like As for her... me in my house, we will also stand the must. <laughs> we have to. And I'll, that's a hill I will die on. <laughs> um, I love a lot of her lyrics about nature and about connection to like creation, for lack of a better word, are so resonant about what it's like to be a human and to experience the like awe of of nature and whether or not you attribute that to like a a god or not i think is kind of left up to the listener but i like i like caroline's pitch of of imagining this from the perspective of a deity that's pretty dope 
So I'm I'm torn. I'm torn. That Thank it is you. actually about Noah. I I love. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, it's dude. not really a universal kind of song. It's specifically for Noah. The this man. is about the Torah. At the end of the day, Casey <laughs> really Musgraves. Well, and and to this point, Kale Casey Musgraves is a bit of an LGBTQ um, ally, and and I wouldn't say icon. Uh, but she's like her no, and Taylor Swift. She's no <laughs> more than Taylor Swift, though. She is known for her <laughs> queer audience. Like there's a, gr- a great big part of her fandom and in her audience that uh, identifies as a part of that community. So, so I do wonder if that's part of the subtext too. I love that. I love all these arguments, but I, I turn it back to Caroline. Caroline, is this "Oh My God" a secular song or "Oh My God" a Christian song? Um, as I've stated before, I think this is a Christian song by a Christian woman um, who loves to praise the creator. Oh, my God. All right. Kale, what say you, buddy? You know, I'm going to say that to me, this song warrants an oh, my God. But as my high school English teacher would say, the devil has no stories. So just because it is a secular song doesn't mean that it can't be used to tell God's <gasps> story. Oh my gosh. She would say the devil has no stories because they're all Christian at the end of the day. Plagiarize? Truly, yeah. I think the perspective is like every story is a retelling of the one great story. So I love that. Like Shakespeare, but that rocks. That rocks so much. (laughs) All right. So it's an oh my, oh my God from you. Yeah. And can I say, I need to investigate something in myself. Maybe this is the like teenager in me. Every time a song gets an oh my God, I'm like, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Feels like Culture win. Yeah, it's either either the Lord wins or culture wins. None of us can win this game. We are not even playing uh, particularly. Uh, But I... I'm going to give it an oh my God because I'm an ally to the queer community. All right, next song oh, is... Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Which implies that Caroline is not. Thanks a lot, Caroline. Or that you're not, Kale. That's <laughs> <laughs> it. Uh, yeah, there's Kale. Uh, obviously, bits aside, I'm pretty sure it is like an anthem for the, for the gay community <laughs> if they needed it. And she'd also wrote it for her, like herself going through the hard time. But yeah, it's a great song. All bits aside, <laughs> I didn't realize that it was an anthem for the queer community until this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> and I've listened oh to this album a lot. Uh, so I mean, I think it's supposed to be like kind of universal, but also it's like, well, yeah, you guys definitely get this one too. Yeah, it's like it's a rainbow. Like you guys, it's a rainbow. You guys, you guys, you guys like this. These stuff. rainbows are for you. Well, what do straight people get in in natural weather occurrences? Tornadoes. What do we get? Swamps. <laughs> Swamps. I think. Um, <laughs> yeah, humidity. <laughs> Um, Can you imagine if that became like a straight pride flag (laughs) just with a swamp on it? It's just like a bog. (laughs) And listen, I'm draining that swamp all the time. All right, next song. Next song is, I, I have to imagine maybe there's a listener or two out there that I can find a little solidarity with on this. But the song I brought for this round is the hit by Miss Michelle Branch everywhere, which I this was not something I had to seek out for this game specifically and be like, oh yeah, this could work. It's something that I truly in my youth did fight for in the sense of wanting to believe. 
that it was a Christian song because of the lyrical content. So we'll play a little clip of that now. Turn it inside out so I can see the part of you that's drifting over me. Everywhere by Michelle Branch. Gang, what a glorious love letter to the omnipresence of our one true creator, (laughs) God. He is everywhere. And also, if it is about a boyfriend, it's strange. That's a strange song. You're everywhere to me. Like, Like, because it is the language that we would use for like, some woman in Brazil saw Jesus in a piece of toast. He's everywhere. Like it's the same thing. You're everywhere to me and 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 reading too much of life events to be the creator. But that that I mean, even from the jump, turn it inside out so I can see the part of you that's drifting over me. That's the Holy Spirit. When I wake, you're never there. He's an invisible God. When I sleep in, you're everywhere. When I sleep, you're everywhere. You're everywhere. Because he's, you know, he's the God of our dreams. You know, that's in the Bible, I guess. <laughs> Uh, you're everywhere to me. When I close my eyes, it's you I see. You're everything I know. That makes me believe I'm not alone. No, I'm not alone. So it's either God or an alien. Uh. Mm. Now, what do you make of the line of, and when I touch your hand, then I understand. Oh, there's plenty of worship songs about like, I want to reach out and touch you, you know? But your hand? Yeah. I think, so here's my take on that. I think that that is an intentional, direct, literal reference to Thomas feeling <laughs> Christ's wounds that's when right. he returns. That's right. That's right. Interesting. Okay. I love it. So this is a this is a song from the perspective of Thomas, or are all the disciples I think, taking a so turn? This is on a the wi- this is a wild claim, Ooh, taking but a turn. I will make it. <laughs> Matthew, you're up. <laughs> I recognize I, the way you make me feel. I think that this song is the entire gospel narrative, and maybe not even the whole Bible, because in the first verse, I love that. we're really, it feels like the, the God of the Old Testament, a Yahweh that you don't know the name of, but he is powerful. Then we get introduced to, what is it? Uh, I feel the, uh, I try to wash the pain away from me, the water's getting deep. This is John the Baptist wow. evangelizing. Come on now, interesting. It, so I, th- I think, I think this, this is the Bible in three and a half minutes and with a key change, which Jesus never mm. did, as far as I know. <laughs> you always light my way. I hope there never comes a day, no matter where I go, I always feel you. So you light my way. 
We'd, either of you say that about your romantic partners? They light your flat. way? Come mm-hmm. on, you'd say that about your lord. Absolutely not. Yes. If anything, they darken it sometimes on accident. <laughs> mm. They dim it's it. such a weird song if it's romantic. You know, here's the thing. I was with you, Kevin, all the way, all the way, till uh-huh. the very end. Uh-huh. And the last few words she utters, do you see me? Yeah. Now, that's a funny question to ask the Lord, who you know is omnipresent. You know he sees your every move, your every sleeping hour, your every waking moment. You know he sees you. Now, the th- If you are a, a believer. Uh, well, the thing I would <laughs> say about this, Caroline, is that who amongst us hasn't gone through, even if God exists, does do they even care about me? Do they even see where I'm at? Even if I believe mm. in them, do they believe in me? I feel like that's a very honest plea. It's a note of uncertainty. It ends on a four chord, not a one chord, this song, or maybe a five chord. No, I think that's a literal, do you see me? You know, like, like, hello. Hello, (laughs) yeah, like, do you need some glasses? I'm over here, God. God, come and and get it. (laughs) That brings me back into, this is, uh, I guess, like, perhaps a, a blind man she's in love with or something like that. Uh, or maybe a very popular jock who doesn't give her the time of day. Oh, like a celebrity who's like on a lot of billboards on the Sunset Strip, but his <laughs> life is going so well that he barely has yeah, the time for Yeah, but she sees him everywhere Ooh. in every Marvel movie. I think Marvel Caroline movie. Is, is close to something. I think that this is a blind celebrity. <laughs> this is an ode to Stevie Wonder. <laughs> Everywhere by Michelle Branch, canonically <laughs> about Stevie Wonder. I oh, mean, his boy. music is really important. Yeah, no, she goes you're into right. a coffee shop. Really Superstition is playing. <laughs> yeah, did it do do? You're everywhere. Yeah, I get that. <laughs> it's really life changing. Okay, YouTube search Stevie Wonder <laughs> everywhere cover. Interesting. Okay, well, I'll, I brought this song, so I'm going to rate it first. I think it's a clear, oh my God, it's definitely a Christian song. It makes way more sense as a Christian song than it does about like a partner you see everywhere. And I read the article, she said it was about a breakup and then like he kind of like haunted her memory and like everything she mm-hmm. saw reminded her of him, but I don't I don't buy it. It's yeah, bad. authorial intent is dead. That's not really uh, a factor. Thank you. Oh, it doesn't matter. Yeah, that doesn't <laughs> matter at all. Kale, we turn to you. What is this? I was also convinced ahead of time, even after the discussion, which helped to cement my perspective that this is an oh my God, because I did as a child, make the same argument to my family. I was like, this, this song on the radio is a, a one I'm allowed to listen to, and here's why. Absolutely. <laughs> Caroline, what about you? All right. Well, clearly you guys spark noted this song. You did not get to the end. You did not catch on to the part that this is end. about Stevie Wonder or <laughs> s- someone like that for her, who she was very close to and knows her very well. And she's also uh, obsessed with him. Like, it's crazed, this this song that she has, and he can't see her, and that's that's tragic. Oh, my Lord. Oh, my God. Wait, that's you? No, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, I'm sorry, Kevin. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm just asking. I just wanted to make sure you were voting your conscience like Ted Cruz <laughs> told us all to do. 
<laughs> uh, great. Oh man, what another spirited round of debate. I love everyone's arguments, and I and I do love the ownership that happens when each person brings their own song, and, and coming in with a with a preloaded thesis statement. We yeah, I felt really it. defensive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, I I want to make people feel very defensive and attacked and divided on this show. So mission freaking I'm very accomplished, convinced, I guess. Kale. You did a good job. Yeah, yeah, well, that's not hard to do with me. So you'll, uh, I can see why you brought me back. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and that's been oh my god. Holy! I know that's what it sounds like. Holy! Are you Lord God? Wait, Caroline, can you do your can you do your Michael W. Smith impression real quick? <laughs> I just uh, like it a lot. <laughs> holy, <laughs> holy, are you Lord God? <laughs> he sounds he sounds like such a little kid when you do. He him. does sound like a little kid. He's holy, a little holy, are you Lord, Lord God? God? <laughs> oh my. <laughs> oh boy uh, Kale you have any uh, CCM musician impressions Before we close out <laughs> Oh boy I don't But I was just re-listening to The Chris Rice song Cartoons What if cartoons got saved oh, And he Yabba dabba the, Yeah yabba dabba It's hard to say it turns out um, <laughs> So good. if you're looking for uh, CCM impressions That's the place to go oh, I, yeah. I'll, I'll cede to Chris Rice Episode 3 of this show We were on that yeah, that was hardcore early GCF right there. I love that. Okay, well, let's uh, let's do it, gang. We're doing over Zoom, but all of us in our safely quarantined houses are dimming our lights and lighting the candles around us and entering into a worshipful space where, despite it being a worshipful space, maybe someone will come out and do a silly bit in character uh, and kind of <laughs> workshop their own material. In the midst I do of think it. that they should do a bit where they do CCM artist impressions. I think that would actually one be appropriate and two would kill. Yeah, well, one one guy. Well, I will say one guy. Uh, maybe at this church, Kale was talking about one guy did do a human video one Sunday, and it was very funny because okay, that's because funny. that actually feels apropos in the way he framed it and his story yeah although then we're now we're in christian comedy territory which is not great you know that's not what we're trying to be guys we and and everyone here at the gcf podcast hopes john christ is having the best quarantine of his life (laughs) as he's been quarantined away from his career send him donations yeah he's probably missing out on his stadium tour right now or whatever (laughs) very sad thoughts and prayers with him kale you've been on the show you know how this works we don't uh promote ourselves that's the way of man. We lift ourselves up and we lift up what we're working on to the Lord. And and maybe something uh, that during this time, during lockdown, that is comforting to us, something we're watching or listening to or even reading if we want to be snooty tooty about it. So we'll start with Caroline as per usual. You can lift me up at Caroline's Farts and I'm going to lift up uh, some comic books I read. Compliments of Books with Pictures Eugene, which is a comic book store. They gave me some suggestions and they were great, so I bought them from there. Are they local? A little bit of support. Are they they in LA? Eugene, Oregon, I think. Oh, Um, you can buy them online. Uh, And I read Miss Marvel, not Captain Marvel, Miss Marvel, Um, and she's like the marvelous Miss Marvel. Yeah, it's called the marvelous (laughs) Mrs. Marvel, Caroline. (laughs) 
And she's like a Muslim teen uh, that gains superpowers, and it's sort of an interesting story and a new take on the Marvel U, which yeah. you know I love. Hey, wow, this is, this will be cool because Disney Plus, I believe, is for real doing a Miss Marvel TV show. So no way. So you oh, that'll be good. You will finally get to be one of those people that was like, well, in the comic, wow, I'll be ahead happens. of it. <laughs> oh gosh. That's going to feel crazy. That's too much power. <laughs> no one woman should have all that power. And then where can no. people lift you up? Any fun TikToks going on? Um, no, my TikTok's been dead. I'm working on it. I've got like a long draft in the works. This is Caroline's King Lear for, for lockdown. <laughs> yeah, this is my quarantine yeah. gift. At Caroline's farts everywhere. I said it at the top. You did? I'm sorry. Kevin. I do that all the time. Gosh. Yeah, you've done it like a couple times. That, that's <laughs> okay. That scares me. I just me. feel weird correcting you. No, yeah. no, you should. No, let the record show. I won't I edit should this get my over. name brand out there as often as possible. Yeah. I should just let it ride. Listen, the, the merch is coming. Girl, wash your farts. Uh, we turn it to Kale. Um, you can lift me up at, uh, well, if you Google Kale Hill's uh, the, uh, there's only one of me, so you'll find my Twitter and Instagram <laughs> that way very easily. Those are there is my only handles. one. Of you. <laughs> there's only one. Um, my improv team, Pony, does a live streaming show um, almost every Monday at uh, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern. You can find us on YouTube and subscribe to be notified whenever we go live. Yeah. A um, uh, friend of the show, Matt Appledaka, uh, also a part of that team, right? Yes. Yeah. Wonderful people on that team. So Some great. podcast faves like Sean Diston and Oscar Montoya. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just beautiful hearts otherwise. Great <laughs> um, <It's> Beautiful <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Some podcast faves and some podcasts. And some others. Uh, <laughs> and some other people who aren't on podcasts. Podcast and people have no and value. civilians. Yeah. Yeah. I understand. <laughs> yeah. And not heroes. <laughs> people who don't get clapped for every night <laughs> and then another thing that I would love to recommend to people is um, uh, a, a really funny lighthearted show that's on Hulu but was originally on uh, the BBC called This Country which is like a docu like a mockumentary written by a real life brother and sister based on their time growing up in the rural English countryside and it's so funny and it's so fun to see because our I think our perception of the UK generally skews towards like I don't know a more posh point of view and this show is about the like white trash people who live in the UK and it's very uh very very funny oh yeah well Thank you, Kale. You can lift me up at Kevin T. Porter everywhere. Um, gosh, what to lift up? I've been reading a lot of The New Yorker lately, a lot of The Washington Post. A lot Heard of, of it. The New York Times, the, the Los Angeles Times, who furloughed everybody for at least one day of pay per week. Uh, very sad, but... Uh, oh, you know, if, if you want to, if you want to do this to yourself, you can watch that Her Smell movie. That's That's a nice time. Her Smell, starring uh, Scientologist extraordinaire Elizabeth Moss. Uh, that that felt like a like a nice, fun version of an Uncut Gems to me. That was like, an, 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 obviously, it's not 
totally that, but you know, uh, check it out. I think it's on HBO now. You can watch that. I didn't know it was fun. I thought it was like, oh, it's brutal. Uh, no, it's, it's mostly <laughs> oh, okay. not fun. It's pretty. Okay. It's not like it's not like gross, like body horror or something like that. But it's like it's dark. But it's pretty much the Elizabeth Moss. It's truly like what if Elizabeth Moss played the Joker, uh, which is like very good. Like I, cool. I, I, it's so funny to watch her career too because. When she started on the West Wing, she was like five years old, and she she was okay. And now she's like, she's like totally Melissa McCarthy'd out from that cast, and is like such a great actress. Um, so so you can watch that, and then you can lift us up at Christian Fun Pod everywhere. You can go to Patreon.com/slash/GoodChristianFun for more good Christian fun every week. Uh, on Friday we we release new episodes, but again it's tough times, so vote your conscience with that. <laughs> as Ted Cruz told us to. Oh uh, gosh, uh, I will also say, you know, it just occurred to me the other day. It's pretty impressive that on that second service we do something different just about every time. Um, great programming by Kevin, uh, but you know it just keeps a variety. Like we could have just had a a certain script that we do every week, and you know you'd get used to it or whatever. But we're just spicing it up every week, and yeah. I'm, I'm giving myself a horn toot for that. Yeah, and I'll give you a horn toot for it as well. Thank you. Thank you. And I'll give you a horn toot as well, Kale, so you don't feel left out. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. You're welcome. And then leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Every review you leave, we donate a, ch- a dollar to charity. And this month's charity, like last month's charities, all the local food banks. That's who we're donating to this month because they need it. Kale, thank you again so much for joining us on the show, buddy. What a nice Thank you, time. guys. Lovely to see you. What a, way, what a nice way to reconnect and, and get some quality FaceTime with you. Yes. Always a privilege. You, thank you, guys. All right. And there's nothing left to say except for an all pods people said. Amen. All right, let's go out with uh, the most Christian song of all time. This is Everywhere by Michelle (laughs) Branch, who has gone on to do many, many great songs that we all know to this day. She pivoted to she pivoted to country like a lot of people do for their second act, and it's okay. And it's okay. She She Lady Gaga, do you mean? You, yeah. you say that as if Lady Gaga likes that she did that. Like Joanna was like something that she doesn't regret. Kind of. I like Joanna too. I don't think she does regret. It. It's Joanne, by the way. Joanna. Oh, I love Joanna. I like Joanna. I love Joanna. It's my favorite album. All right. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. Bye bye. That was a HeadGum Podcast.